What's up, y'all? Welcome back into the Lacrosse Bucket Podcast. Uh, here on Friday night, we have about three minutes left in this Brown Pen game. The Quakers up 14 to 9, 343 left. Ryan Ogden just puts in another goal for Brown, uh, but looks like Penn is going to run away with this one. In the Ivy League semifinals, they'll play Yale. Uh, if all holds, they will play Yale in the Ivy League title game. Going to talk about those a bit later on the show here. Um, and, and I was say I still need to watch it. The, 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 the Ivy League games, uh, ESPN had technical difficulties. And so those uh, half of the games you didn't necessarily get to watch. It was a, it was a lot better for the Brown Penn game, but the the, the Yale Cornell game uh, went to pull it up on my phone as I'm watching Lehigh Boston U won't pull up on the phone and get it to come up on the uh, YouTube TV app, but it you know is going in and out the whole time. Uh, was going in and out the whole time on once you got it on the TV as well. Um, so kind of difficult to watch it uh, but in both games. But uh, with that said, both really good games there. Uh, but let's you know, move here to the Patriot League first, where Boston U is heading to their first Patriot League title game. The Terriers owned a hard-fought 13-12 to Overtime victory over the Lehigh Mountain Hawks on Friday night. Uh, a, a game that was very similar to the April 23rd contest between these two squads. In many respects, Boston, you won that game 9-8 to in regulation. Um, <clears throat> the, the reason why I say there's a similarity there is because in that game, Boston, you got out to a lead. Lehigh came back. Now, in that game, Lehigh did tie things up. Uh, Lehigh, in this game, once Boston U got up, Lehigh never, uh, well, they, they tied things up and forced overtime um, in that one. But, I, you know, there was never a sense, well, I guess in that regular season contest, there was a sense of, oh, my gosh, Lehigh it, it can win this thing. Um, they didn't have kind of those chances, I would say, in this game, uh, especially in the overtime period, as the Boston U defense really, really uh, stepped up there. Uh, Tommy uh, Bork with the uh, overtime game winner, uh, but this Boston U defense really, you have to give a lot of credit to. Um, look, with, you know, 3.43 left in regulation. Uh, Justin Tunin put home his fourth of the day. Uh, that forced overtime. That was the end of a, a run where you had Tommy Schelling uh, score twice, and in between that, you had Tunin score there again um, on a man-up situation. Those instances in the third quarter really pushed Lehigh over the edge. Uh, didn't give them the lead, 
but got them back in the game. And Tunin again later comes back in the fourth, just over or just under four minutes left in regulation, puts in that overtime forcing goal. Uh, a big, big piece of <clears throat> this second half run for Lehigh was Mikey Sisselberger. 64% at the dot on the day. Um, and in those final 25 plus minutes, where Lehigh really dominated those 25 plus minutes um, of the uh, of the game uh, of, of regulation, I should say, uh, you know he won nine of the last ten draws. Mikey Sisselberger wins nine of the last ten draws, giving them that extra energy they needed. Um, in Boston, you had seven total possessions in the fourth quarter of play. Failed to convert on any of them. James Spence anchored a strong defensive effort there from Lehigh. I mentioned the Boston U defense. They came up huge as they, um, you know, on the ride, you know, Lehigh gets it kind of over over the field. Um, and, you know, they're able to shut things down. They're late in the game multiple times. Uh, as right as they crossed the midfield line, and this ride was really, really good for Boston U. They held them, held Lehigh to a 19 for 26 mark. There, Roy Meyer uh, leading the way on defense. Five cars turnovers, five ground balls. Matt Garber, 11 saves. Uh, the, the, the Boston U defense was kind of all over the place uh, here today for uh, the Terriers, helping to stifle. Lehigh as best as they could, but once Sisselberger got going, that got harder and harder to do. And uh, you know, Lehigh is able to come all the way back in this one. Uh, Boston U is able to again. The defense comes up big in this one as on. You no, know, Lehigh gets the first possession of the overtime period. Roy Meyer causes his fifth and final overtime. Uh, fifth and final cause turnover of the game there. Uh, Boston U took four shots, none of which hit the cage before the clock, shot clock expired. Lehigh took it down, got one off, uh, but uh, Boston U gets the backup. On the second possession, uh, Ryan Poley calls a timeout out of the huddle. Timmy Lay gets a shot, um, kind of blocked, he kind of bobbles it back up, gets it over to Tommy Bork, and uh, boom, game one of their Boston U takes the game, and they're heading to the Patriot League title game. Uh, again, just a, a, a really tough, hard-fought game from both these teams. A very, very exciting contest, if you will, between two really good teams there in the Patriot League. It, it was absolutely as advertised. Now, I mentioned that first game back on April 23rd uh, was an amazing contest between those two teams. And this one was as well. You got to give Lehigh the credit for being able to come back into this thing after I me. Mean, they're down eleven to six, and they come back and they get into this thing. They force overtime. They just can't finish there as the Boston U uh, Terriers continue to roll, uh, roll on, if you will, go to their first Patriot League title game. Army is back in their Patriot League. Is back in the Patriot League title game as they avenged their semifinals loss from last season. 
beating Loyola in this one. And look, th- th- this one, Buna Nickton, Bobby Abshire, huge, huge games from those guys. Brendan Nickton, past two games on Nicholson Field, he has nine points. He had nine points again tonight. He had nine points against Boston U um, last week. Only difference was this was a game to play Boston U again, not to beat Boston U. Uh, Tone, four goals, five assists on the day. Uh, he was phenomenal. He, th- th- this really, from, from the second quarter on, uh, I, sh- I should say, uh, he was phenomenal. Bobby Abshire, four goals as well. Uh, he made a massive impact as well. Um, you know, the Greyhounds, they came out as hot as they have all season. 5-0 um, at the face-off dot in that first quarter. They, uh, that helps them to a 4 nothing lead uh, heading into the second period. Sam Schaefer also made three saves there. Three of his 14 saves came in that first frame. He had a good uh, first half in general. Schaefer did. He got replaced late in the game, though. Um, Loyola, you know, gets up big. Evan James has the first two goals of the game. Uh, Kevin Winley ended with a hat trick as well as James. Um, James also had one assist. Those two guys played very well. The the situation was that Army having to play from behind. Real quick to interrupt you, Penn beats Brown 14-9, to nine, uh, so it will be a Penn-Yale title game in the Ivy League, uh, just like it was the last time the conference title game was played. Uh, back to this one. Army had to play from behind this entire game. Army had to play from behind. And they come back, and, and they get this win. And, no, face-off dot-wise, they did not play well. Savio got the win there. Um, it was more of a situation where Army, their defense, their poles, their short sticks, played phenomenal. Played phenomenal. Uh, Wyatt Schuper didn't have the best of games, but he had a, he had a couple big saves late in this contest there. And getting those stops allowed Army to get those possessions. And what did they do when they get the ball? They capitalized. Um, you know, Danny Kilbasa feeds Reese Buick for a man-up score just under five minutes in the second quarter, and, and, and Army gets on the board there. Just over three minutes later, Army gets another one. Uh, me, just over three minutes later, Army had made it a one-goal game, four-to-three game, uh, score from Bobby Abshire, and another one from Buick. Both off of Nick Tone feeds. Nick Tone uh, assisted on two more Black Knight scores before the half. Finding Jacob Marin twice in the final 108 of the second quarter. That made it a 6-5 game heading into break. Really from that point, it felt like Army, not that they, not that Loyola never had control, but it felt like, okay, Army's in this one. Army's taking over. And they're going to be able to win this. Um, Adam Poitras, Aiden Olmstead each found the back of the net for Loyola back to back in that second quarter to kind of keep them ahead. If they didn't score those ones, um, you know, this would have been 
a 6-2-3 Army lead. Uh, but Army, they don't get the, – no, Army does not take the lead until the 932 mark of the fourth. Like, like they, were, they were just kind of chipping away this entire game. They finally get above their uh, – you know, Nick Turns' second goal of the day gave him their first lead. Uh, Cam Wires is on him. He beats him uh, from behind the cage at X, turns the corner, boom, Army's up 11 to 10. That pushed him ahead. Uh, Abshire gets another one. That pushes him ahead 12 to 10. That it uh, extends the Black Knights run to three goals. At that point, at that point, I kind of felt like, okay, Army has this one in the back. Uh, but they didn't. But, but they didn't. They need. They needed some late game heroics in this one. Uh, Nick Turn, Paul Johnson each scored two. The final two goals of the game for the Black Knights to seal the deal there. Uh, as you know, Aiden Olmstead and Evan James each, as well as Matt Houston, each got goals there for uh, Loyola. Uh, Evan James off a Davis Lindsay feed. It was a little. It was a really <laughs> interesting goal. Um, cutting inside, kind of spins and and you know, puts it was it was it a five hole? It just kind of bounces it in. Very very uh, unique goal in that one. And then like Matt Houston, just a few seconds later, hard dodge from up top, puts it past Schubert, and it's eleven eleven. Um, now Nick Tone and and Johnson with those two goals late in the game seal it. Um, you had. No Schubert with a, with a crucial save, one or two left in the game, and then AJ Pilot, uh, Pilot, uh with a cause turnover on Davis Lindsay uh, that further hindered uh, any late game effort the Greyhounds may have had. And uh, Olmstead did score uh, with six seconds left uh, there in the game, uh, but uh, there was really nothing Loyola could have done there in those final six seconds even after getting the face-off win. Actually, they didn't get the face-off win. It just kind of rolled um, kind of rolled out uh, to, to, to the edge of the field, and that's it. Army, you know, buzzer goes off. Army takes the field as victors. So the Black Knights and the Terriers meet again at Nickerson Field in the Patriot League title game. That one is going to be an exciting one. If you remember what happened last time, Boston U came back, nearly won it, but uh, but a Nick to nine points <laughs> helps seal the deal. Though is that that's the night he had he had seven assists, I think it was seven or eight assists and like one or two goals. That, that was ridiculous. Okay, now moving to the Ivy League. <clears throat> so uh, again. Like these games were kind of choppy on the feed, and so you you didn't really get, um, you know. I, I'm gonna try to go back and and, and watch these, but it, you know it, it was difficult to to get a whole lot of this, uh, to get a whole lot out of, and especially I was watching these other games as well, uh, these Patriot League games, uh, but really it, in this one, Yale and Cornell. You know, it Cornell Cornell played well, Yale played well. It was a five five game in the first at the end of the first quarter. Really evenly matched first quarter. 
Uh, you, you had three straight from Michael Long that, that put it up 3-2 Cornell at one point, but uh, Yale was able to strike back, punch back with with Leo Johnson, uh, Jack Stusen uh, there. And then, I mean, you had the Chris Bates 75-yard shot uh, goal in the second quarter, late in the second as well. Um, and that was part of what kind of I thought was um, the game-changing run for for Yale, um, where Jack Monfort gets one ten fifty-five left in the second. Chris Fake has his, and then Brad Sharp gets an unassisted goal uh, with one eighteen left in the half. They go ahead eight to five in the half. They add on to that. Tev, Brian Tevlin, Sharp again, and Chris Lyons off of Monfort feed. Tevlin's came off a of Johnson feed in early in the third. And they get up 11-5. to five. And credit to Cornell, they were able to come back in this one. Uh, Piatelli, Coyle, uh, Kelleher, Long uh, it had, had two more, and Coyle had, had one more in the second half. And actually, when you look at it, 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 this was a tied game in the second half. Uh, 6-6 game in the second half. 4-4 four, four, uh, third quarter, 2-2 two, two, fourth quarter. Uh, this is a 6-6 game in the second half. These two squads really went back and forth, uh, trading runs the entire game. What was the difference in, in, in this game, though, was you had, so for one, Nicholas Ramsey, 17 for 27 at the dot. Not overly dominant, <clears throat> but above 50%. Jared Paulquette, 14 saves. Jared Paulquette, 14 saves. Uh, Chase Irwin had 13. He played very well also. Um, but what we have to look at is Jared Paulquette in the first half. Jared Paulquette had six saves in the first quarter, five in the second that's 11 saves in the first half alone. He played phenomenal in that first half to keep that Cornell offense at bay as best as he could. Yale also was able to deploy the ride pretty good against Cornell, holding the big red 15-23 to 23 in the riding game. Uh, everything else really in this game was even. Uh, or, or nearly even. Uh, Cornell outground balled Yale 35-34. Uh, Yale had 17 turnovers. Cornell had 16. It was really a pretty even game, even shots on cage. Uh, 25 for Cornell, 27 for Yale. Now, Yale took 52. Cornell took 46. This is an even game. As we expected, Yale gets uh, gets the revenge game there. As you know, they defeat uh, Cornell, who beat them earlier in the season. Leo Johnson, two goals, three assists, five points on the day to lead the way. Brad Sharp, two goals, two assists. Brian Tevlin, two goals. Uh, this is a Yale team that, again, exhibited just a ton of scoring depth here as they have. Uh, over the past, you know, month, month and a half of the season, really since kind of, you know, mid-March. They really exhibited a ton of depth offensively 
Uh, Michael Long, five goals, one assist uh, for six points for Cornell. Three goals out of John Pietelli. Those two guys, uh, Billy Coyle also had two. Hugh Kelleher had one. CJ Coast led uh, with just uh, held to just one assist there. I uh, believe it was fake they had on him most of the day. I'll have to go back and, and look at that. I did not write that down. But um, a, 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 a really solid performance there from from Yale and a good effort from Cornell to come back in this one. Also, um, another battle in, in the Ivy League, um, you know, wouldn't be – depending on how the bracket comes out, you know, we know there's probably going to be some Ivy League rematches. Uh, I would not mind if this is one of them because, you know, you, you look at that 3-0 second quarter and, you know, Cornell, you know, these two teams matched in every quarter except for the second. And so, you know, these two teams have to look at it. And, you know, Cornell especially has to look at that second quarter and say, okay, what could we have done differently? Because we tied them in every other quarter. We were pretty even every other time. That second quarter killed us. Um, and, and, and it really did. It, it really did. Moving on to Penn and Brown. Uh, which just went final. So I didn't see the final, like, five minutes of this game, but um, the final, what, 20 minutes, I should say. Um, is that how long have we been doing the pod? Yeah, 21 minutes. So I didn't see the final 21 minutes, but um, they're actually final, like, 11, because it's been over for about 10 now. So um, final, like, 11 minutes. But th- th- this was an odd – this this was a game where, you know, Penn dominated. Penn dominated. They come out 6-0. Boom. They're, they're up 6-0 like that. Um, but Brown strikes back. They're up. They they make it a 6-5 game at half. <laughs> they outscore Penn 5-0 in the second. Will you see the, you know, obviously getting up 6-0 is huge. Will you see the difference made, though, is in the third quarter. Is during that third quarter where Penn and really the, the the fourth as well. Penn ends the game five, six, seven on a seven to three run. That that's the difference. That's the difference. Penn was able to strike, and Brown, you know, wasn't able to hit back as hard as they did earlier earlier in this game. Uh, Sam Hanley, three goals, four assists, seven points on the day. Had a big boy dodge. Um, <laughs> had a big boy goal down there in the first half, uh, in, in the first quarter. Uh, Patrick Birkenshaw, 20 saves. He played phenomenal. Dylan Gugard, five goals. Really, those three guys, they're uh, playing phenomenal in this game. The the faceoff dot was, was a 50-50 battle uh, between uh, – Zuzi and Gunty. Uh, Gunty goes 13 for 27. Zuzi goes 14 for 26. Uh, you had Alcili, uh go 0 for 1. He took 1. So this is a 50-50 battle between these two teams at the faceoff dot. Brown, you saw again, uh, doing a good job on those faceoff wings, getting those opportunities in transition, getting those opportunities off of unsettled situations, and they did a really good job of that, especially in the second quarter. Uh, but, you know, Penn 
obviously with with the play in cage of Birkenshaw, uh, you know, Connor Thelio with nine saves there for Brown, so he didn't have the best of games uh, as we, we've seen him usually uh, this season have. The people's goalie, as Logan Kemp has dubbed him. Um, you know, Penn really just, just had guys step up more, uh, if you will. B.J. Fulall, seven ground balls, five cross turnovers. Uh, he was phenomenal there at that LSM spot, uh, literally on every clear, just busting his butt down the field, running through those ground balls, uh, you know, playing playing on those Brown offensive guys as best as he could. Um, the best player on that Penn defense, uh, especially today. Uh, really a, a, a dominant victory for Penn. Uh, there and especially so in the second half, as they're able to really, uh, you know, take it to Brown. Um, there, especially, you know, in the fourth, and then add, you know, after, you know, kind of being down and they weren't getting good looks. They they they, they were having, you know, and, and one thing with, with with Penn is they were having, you know, multi shot possessions um, where they were able to get multiple shots on. So they were able to kind of dominate that possession game, even with the face-off dot being 50-50. I know a lot of people look at that and say, 50-50 possession game had to have been pretty even, but you know, we all know that's not always the case. Uh, Penn also get, had two man-up goals there, uh, which were uh, I thought were key for them. Uh, Brown had one, which Dev McLean, where I thought, you know, you kind of looked at that, it was at the end of the third, and you kind of looked at that and said, ooh, Okay, maybe, maybe there's a comeback here because it was an eleven to seven game, um, and then McLean has gives another one, eleven to eight. But that that's kind of the last last effort that you saw there um, from Brown. Ryan all given last goal of the game, fourteen to nine, uh, to you know make it that final goal there for Brown. Um, as Penn gets the big victory, uh, when we look at the stats as a whole here for these two squads, um, you know, clearing wasn't necessarily a factor. You know, face-offs 50-50. Uh, Penn had 22 turnovers to Brown's 14, uh, but that wasn't really a, a huge factor. They go 31 for 31, pretty even there on the ground ball game. It really was uh, Birkinshaw and Cage being able to stop uh, 45 shots uh, well, Brown sh- took 45 shots, 29 on cage. Uh, Birkinshaw stopping 20 of those. Uh, it was Birkinshaw being able to stop those shots that really pushed Penn over the edge, getting them those extra possessions they needed. And then when you have a guy like Sam Hanley out there, uh, the Ivy League player of the year, we're not going to get into that debate on here. Um, but Ivy League player of the year, you know, big man just going down. Uh, dodging hard, doing good hard, doing uh, what he always does as well. Um, as a shooter, as a finisher there. On the attack spot, just you have those two guys working as, as best as they can, and, and you're gonna get you're gonna get goals, and you're gonna get a performance like you had tonight. Uh, so Penn Yale is the Ivy League title game. All right, folks, that is all for today's show. Thank you all for tuning in. Again, y'all can connect with us on social media at Lacrosse Bucket on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. 
lacrossebucket.com, where it's always lacrosse season. Stay tuned, enjoy the lacrosse, and be back here on Sunday. Oh, me. Yeah, I'll be back here on, well, I'll be back here Saturday night, um, recapping the title games, and then we'll be back here on, um, oh, me, Saturday night. We'll be back here on Sunday with the Selection Show uh, podcast.